Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our show. Today we discuss about selling online businesses or buying online businesses. It, it depends of uh, your goals. And I know it's hard to get results for a new website, new registered website. That's why I decided to discuss this topic with Mark Daost. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah, nice day, Friday. You know, on Friday, we always have a uh, good feeling. You know, for example, uh, I have this feeling from my school. You know, <laughs> it's my loving day. And uh, before we start, just tell more about yourself, your background, experience, and why you decided to pay a lot of attention with that. Sure, sure. So, um, again, my name is Mark Doust. I founded Quiet Light Brokerage. Uh, we're an M&A firm for online businesses. So, in other words, we help, the, you know, we, we work on the sell side and help entrepreneurs who have started successful online businesses. And maybe they're looking to take that next step, uh, do something different. They want to sell that business. We really help them um, on the uh, sell side, but obviously we work on both sides of the transaction at the end of the day. Uh, so we also work with entrepreneurs who are looking to maybe make an acquisition and uh, level up their game there. So that's that's a very quick overview. <laughs> okay, got it. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about uh, finding the right website for a business. For example, uh, uh, you know, uh, I, I love uh, Jump with new projects. Sometimes I fail, you know, uh, not sometimes, many times I fail <laughs> with some internet journey, but uh, and um, you know. But uh, I usually get high results, performance with other projects. So uh, I love this game. Can you tell how to find uh, the right website today uh, and unite with your goals, uh, check out metrics, uh, just more about technical aspect, how to do it? Right. So, so you want to find like how to how to find the right websites to buy and what sort of metrics you yeah. should be looking at? Uh, yes. Yeah, no, that's a great question. And, and you know, talking about buying websites is a it, it's a big topic, right? Um, because there's a lot of different websites out there. Um, the very first uh, online business I started was supposed to be an SEO play. It was supposed to be all mm -hmm. about the SEO. Uh, now this is this was a long time ago. I don't want to make myself sound too old um, or you know start saying like back in my day. But uh, it was supposed to be an SEO play, and then about three months in, Google put me in the sandbox, and uh, I couldn't mm -hmm. get out of it. Um, they, they penalized the site, but I ended up making that business work because it was uh, I, I leveraged email uh, lists to be able to do it. I bring this up to say you first have to identify what are you even looking to buy, right? If you're looking for something with a good SEO play, um, that where you can really leverage the strengths of of uh, you know good practices there, or maybe grow it. Um, you need to look for something that's relatively weak in that area, but has the fertile ground to be able to grow a, a good SEO, uh, a, a good good SEO with it. So maybe it has content already, but uh, it's just not optimized on the page, or maybe it it just needs a better backlink profile. Um, and so you want to look at those sort of uh, metrics. Obviously, you know, you want to be careful with anything you're buying. Make sure that you're looking at the quality of of uh, you know, how it's gotten to where it is. In this. This is true whether or not you're, you know, you're buying a, a website that is supported through social media, uh, or email, or something else, or SEO, uh, especially SEO. Is that uh, you know clean backlink profile, and are you going to be getting uh, penalized after you buy the site or yeah. having that yanked because all uh, you lose all your backlinks right away, uh, which which can happen. So um, the answer is it depends a little bit on what you're buying. Uh, but I'm a big believer if you're looking to buy and kind of leverage up or accelerate that curve 
Um, I know Anatoly, we were talking a little bit offline about, you know, you, you can accelerate that curve from just starting uh, and buying instead. Um, I, I'm a big believer in buy, you know, know your strengths and buy something that's weak uh, for, mm-hmm. for what you have the strengths. In. If that's building links, great. Then you buy something with a weaker backlink profile. If it's on-page optimization, you look for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lo- love it. Uh, and you know, um, I remember when Neil Patel uh, bought Uber Suggest for $120,000. And uh, we can see today that this uh, tool uh, overcame all other traffic on his website. He mentioned about this like seven times or t- t- ten times, a lot. Yeah. And uh, but uh, uh, you know, um, he uh, shared story that um, Uber Suggest couldn't uh, monetize uh, their traffic, their positions and he invested uh, a lot of money if i remember correctly like three million dollars uh, a year you know to improve and develop this tool to uh, get the tool that we have today uh, can you tell uh, how to find websites that have traffic have a loyal audience but um, uh, owners or webmasters uh, uh, are not willing to continue this way because they uh, don't know how to monetize and to find this opportunity that it's possible, you know, to monetize and, and jump on this field. You know, I wish I could say there was a magic bullet to it that, where, where we could just figure out, like, this is the method that you follow every single time, but it's really a case-by-case basis. Let me give you a couple of examples. Um, we, we worked with a, um, a financial website. Um, it, it provided uh, advice for personal finance. Uh, very, very popular, very high traffic website. And the owner wasn't all that interested. I mean, he, he was interested in making money, but he was more interested in having a big audience and, and following that audience. And so his monetization strategy was to throw a few AdSense ads on this, the website. Mm-hmm. And so um, when we put that up, buyers were tripping over themselves to buy that because you look at that and you say, oh, there's so much that we can do with this. So that that's the, the pretty obvious ones. The not so obvious ones would be um, maybe looking at, at non-ad supported monetization, right? Can you productize this business? or provide a membership area or some sort of group membership group uh, that, to, to uh, be able to bolt onto this because those can become very profitable uh, and, and be very, very good monetization sources. The other thing to look at would be expansion uh, opportunities, uh, right? So if you have uh, somebody who is in the equestrian and horse space, um, is there uh, an area where they've been blind as far as building out content, which would be a pretty easy bolt on there uh, to be able to grow and, and, and scale that up? There's there's not a single recipe to follow. Um, and that's, frankly, that's, that's where it becomes fun. Uh, you, you have to use your creativity to look at these and see the opportunities. You have to be careful, though, too. right? You, you don't want to be the person that comes in and say, I can fix that. You have to really have a sober clean look at it to uh to figure out like is this something that i I can actually fix or am i just being really overly optimistic i can speak as somebody who's bought and Mm -hmm. been that overly optimistic and (laughs) made some (laughs) mistakes um Mm -hmm. you know it's easy to do uh but uh uh, yeah it's there's not necessarily one recipe there it really depends on what you're looking at Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I remember when uh, uh, that was like seven years ago, I decided to open uh, a new business that was a new project uh, and I chased money. I didn't care about anything else. <laughs> I, I spent uh, wasted 
three years of uh, a lot of resources and couldn't get results. Uh, I love this project. And, uh, you know, I think uh, uh, I remember Neil Patel shares the same story when he uh, jumped uh, to online poker. Uh, he bought a website with uh, good ranking positions, but he didn't know anything about poker, you know, because he didn't play. And uh, uh, then Google just ran his website, he couldn't monetize and left this project. So if you uh, choose any website, you need to understand the main topic. You need to understand how to monetize, to find their gaps, you know. Uh, I don't know, like to submit call to actions. C can you tell about uh, adding call to actions in websites if you bought a new one? that was uh, owners uh, left and uh, how to submit this call to actions if you have traffic, you know, uh, to analyze it uh, or I don't know, possible simplify content, what do you think? Uh, could, could you repeat the question? I'm not sure if I understand. It, it's more about, uh, for example, if we have a website with traffic, how to add call to actions uh, to start selling from the first day, you know, uh, when you have a website with traffic. Yeah. So if you have a site with traffic, how can you start monetizing that? Uh, yeah. From, from it, well, it, it, and again, it depends a little bit on uh, on the niche. Um, years ago, I started a, 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 a forum, uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, kind of like you know, a discussion forum uh, for people that brew their own beer, right? Mm -hmm. And I thought this will be so good to monetize. Turns out it was extraordinarily difficult to monetize uh, mm -hmm. because the industry itself was not, this was years ago, it wasn't set up to work online uh, yet. Uh, they, they were very much stuck in sort of a 1990s sort of business mentality. And so when I would approach uh, people about uh, wanting to, to uh, sell through the, the website, they, they were thinking, well, no, I, this is all out. We, we don't want to do that. Um, mm -hmm. So you need a you need a market that's actually willing to to uh, to do that. In, uh, in addition to that, some niches don't monetize very well. Um, celebrity gossip. Um, I've seen some celebrity gossip websites come through, and and when you look at the traffic, it'll blow your hair back. Um, mm -hmm. it, it really, like the traffic is through the roof. But the amount that you can monetize that is very, very little, right? Mm -hmm. People don't click. I mean, they click on ads, but the ads are low intent or low value. It's, it's just, it's kind of, excuse me, if you transient traffic um, uh, there. Mm -hmm. So, all right, you're buying a website. It already has traffic uh, to it. So the first question you have to look at is what is this industry? And, and, mm -hmm. and what, are you, uh, you know, what are you buying? If it's in the finance industry, there's a lot of avenues that you can go uh, with that, depending on the work that you want to do. Right uh, in the finance industry, you can you can uh, move over to uh, selling credit card offers. You can look into um, uh, selling uh, access to, to various stock accounts, brokerage accounts, and those can pay extremely well. You can also do membership programs there. You can sell uh, info uh, info products, um, and you can do that with a lot of different uh, verticals. Other verticals, um, I'll, I'll give you an example of one that I saw. It was all about. Um, space and stargazing, looking at the stars and, you know, what's going to be in this, the sky tonight. And, and this is a community that had a lot of, uh, a, a lot of traffic um, and people were using it. So if somebody wanted to buy this, how can they monetize it? Well, they started to sell starter kit telescopes uh, through that, mm -hmm. that, that site. Right. And then along with that bundled it with other products, really cool little uh, idea and, and very easy to monetize there. Um, for that. So it depends again on, on the niche and the, the, the vertical that you're in. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think it depends. Uh, by the way, I think paid ads uh, is the way more for lazy 
webmasters, you know, because <laughs> many other ways like affiliate programs and all to selling your products, but paid ads, yeah, why not? You can set up them as well uh, as additional channel. Uh, um, I, I want to share a story. Uh, I had a client who uh, uh, bought websites in weight loss uh, niche. And uh, once he bought a new website, spent uh, like uh, 100K for this website with good traffic. And uh, after uh, 15 days, 80% of links disappeared, traffic Uh-oh. disappeared. <laughs> How to avoid such things? You know, when you check out website, good content, good links, everything is fine. But after buying, I don't know what's going on, but uh, backlinks that made this authority disappeared. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, this is why I, I said earlier, if you're buying something based off its backlink profile, you, you need to make sure that that backlink profile is healthy and will continue after. Who yeah. owns those backlinks? How did they obtain those links? Um, a- any business that you buy, it doesn't matter what you buy. There's, there's a few things you should always, always be looking for. How do they acquire their customers? Now, if you're thinking just a content website, like in the weight loss space, we don't think about somebody coming to the website um, who doesn't buy anything as a customer, but they are, right? They're, they're, they're eyeballs on your website. So they are a customer. And so the first question is, how is this current owner? How are they getting people to the site? How are they doing that? Is it through mm-hmm. SEO? Okay, great. How do they build up that SEO profile? And, and don't just you know go over to Ahrefs or a tool like that and look at the DA. Um, you, you need to look back at the backlink profile and poke around on those websites and find out you know how did they acquire some of the, these links. Um, the the danger, especially if you're buying something that's that's not monetized yet, um, the danger is um, is that somebody built it to rank quickly so that they could do mm-hmm. exactly what happened there. A couple of things you can do outside of that, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd love to just explore this. A couple of things that you can do outside of um, just regular SEO work and, and SEO sleuthing where you you uh, sit down and figure out, is this a healthy website? Take a look at how the, how the website's been run so far. How old is the website, right? If the website is a year old, you should be suspicious just that should be your baseline. Be suspicious if it's a year old or younger. If it's you know six, seven, eight years old, now you have an owner who's been with this business for a little bit, and chances are very, very good mm-hmm. that that backlink profile was built uh, you know in a way that that's going to be sustainable. Um, so take a look at the history of that and try and find things that are a little bit older. And um, if you can find something that's not monetized. That's great. Look for the people that built up businesses because they love the content that they're they're building out. The second thing I would look at is, has this owner tried to monetize this content? And this is a, a big question is, is sometimes we see these things and we think, oh, there is no monetization on here. I'm going to make a killing. But what you don't know is the previous owner already tried. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the ideas you have, they've tried and they didn't make it work. So you need to ask those questions and really dig deep and, and use uh, tools like the Wayback Machine to look mm-hmm. at what they've done in the past to see were they doing this before and 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 then again ask those questions. So if mm-hmm. I can summarize that, be very worried about buying young. You have to do a lot of extra work if you're going to be buying a young uh, site, uh, and then don't trust that you can monetize something that somebody else uh, may have already tried to do. 
Okay, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Love it. Uh, Thomas wanna know about how about monetizing old school door to door. Can you reply to this question? <laughs> monetizing old school door to door. Um, it, you know, I think the benefit of being in an online world is that we can access audiences of thousands. Uh, you know, in, in hundreds of thousands and millions. Um, you, you can certainly monetize old school door to door, um, but it, it, you know, the, the number of businesses where I see that work are, are pretty limited. Um, mm -hmm. I'll tell you where I have seen it work, and that would be local guide directories. I love these businesses; they're very, very old school. I'm, I've been on in the online world since 1996, so I, mm -hmm. I feel like I'm a little old school with this. Um, the, uh, the but these old school local guides so you go to a small town you know and somebody sets up a website you can definitely monetize those door to door by going to local businesses and they're they're nice little comfortable businesses um so uh that that's the only one that comes to mind where i'd say door to door still works <laughs> <laughs> yeah we have another question do web directories still have value in 2022 what do you think uh, about that? Yeah, good question. But I, I, we've sold so many web directories over the years, and, and um, I, you're right. These these have lost value over the years, um, mm -hmm. quite a bit. But there are there, there's a new school type of directory that that does work, right? And so mm -hmm. it, it's extremely specialized, and it's no longer just a listing of websites, uh, but more of a guide. Uh, on things. Um, the other one that I would look at would be uh, reviews. So uh, websites that offer um, reviews of specific types of businesses, um, either be software or something else where uh, it's it's a lot more dynamic. You know, back in the day, the old best of the web, which I, I got to sell best of the web at a certain point. I, I mm -hmm. love that business, you know, ancient, ancient website. Um, that, that model doesn't work uh, anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's not all that valuable. But what is valuable is when, when we start adding a little bit of dynamic uh, nature to that. Reviews, uh, stars, ratings, feedback. These are these are the new version of directories. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, by the way, if you want to check out some directories, uh, just check out their traffic. If they have loyal audience, yeah, we have a bunch of directories. They have a million traffic, you know, why not? <laughs> Try them if you can get traffic from them. Yeah, and, and uh, from an SEO standpoint, there's they're still there's still value. Um, from a, yeah. when I talk about this, I'm looking at it from what would be the value of this website to buy, and I can tell you, it's it's harder to to, to sell web directories today than it was ten years ago. I, I sold a lot ten years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so. mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I have the question about uh, competing with others. For example, if uh, someone wanna buy a new website. And uh, I know that my big companies uh, jump on this field. Uh, they are scanning online, check out websites, and buying, uh, I don't know, the best websites with good metrics. Uh, and many of them uh, are creating PBN networks uh, with the goal to create backlinks for Black Hat SEO. What do you think? How to compete with them? Because they have uh, huge resources. They know uh, where to buy, how to do it. They have special tools. And they know that some networks have uh it's like more than uh, thirty thousand uh websites in one network it's a lot uh yeah what do you think about that well i mean i i certainly wouldn't if you're going up against somebody who's much bigger than you i wouldn't mm -hmm. try to go head to head uh mm -hmm. that's a recipe for for uh, losing a lot of money <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, pretty quickly the benefit though when you're competing against a larger company is is that larger companies have blind spots it's impossible for them mm -hmm. not to 
And so if uh, if you can find the blind spots, there's going to be oper uh, there's going to be room to operate and succeed. Um, and if you find enough of those blind spots, you might be able to leverage up where you can become real competition and start going head to head with them. That said, be careful in this space, right? If, if mm -hmm. there is somebody in there who's just enormous and extremely strong in that space, um, you, you need to be you need to be cautious of that uh, and, mm -hmm. and know what you're getting into. So the only way, again, that, that I would do it is if um, is if you saw a, a real uh, blind spot um, in there. I'll give an example uh, with this from the e-commerce uh, industry. Obviously, Amazon is the giant, right? Mm -hmm. Every, everybody knows Amazon's the giant, but Amazon lacks innovation with new products. They're not interested in doing that. And that's where their ecosystem, the FBA marketplace, thrives is you know these hundreds of thousands of entrepreneurs who are coming up with really unique ideas and building unique products that Amazon would never be able to come up with on their own. Uh, in the content world, it, you can certainly do so, you know some of the same stuff there. Uh, where you see somebody who's a giant um, in there, maybe instead of going head to head with them, uh, you you find the, the underserved portion of their market, and that's where you get your, your footing. So it can be done, but you have to be careful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, you know, I can't avoid one question because I can see on your background some books. Can you tell which books you do you like <laughs> to read, <laughs> and uh, how which value you can get from these books? Yeah, oh, the, the the books behind me. Are you seeing the books behind me? Yeah. Oh goodness. Uh, yeah, no, got, a, got a few books in there. Okay, so a um, couple books. Uh, here, I'll, I'll hold, I'll hold one up. Um, uh -huh. All right. This this one is called "Buy Then Build" by mm -hmm. Walker Diable. Um, if you haven't read this book yet, it's an extremely good book on uh, acquisition uh, entrepreneurship. Um, it's not specifically for the online world. It, it, now, Walker, he works with with my company. Uh, mm -hmm. Walker uh, has done uh, several acquisitions himself. Uh, he knows a lot about this space. Uh, Buy Them Build is an excellent book. Um, on the flip side, I'd highly recommend The Exitpreneur's Playbook um, that was uh, written about how to sell a business and how to prepare a business uh, for, for sale. Uh, it can be very useful from a buy side as well. There's a lot of less lessons in there. I think those two books, um, if you re read those two books, you will know just as much as I do or anybody else in this space on how to buy and sell online businesses. Mm -hmm. Yeah, good. Love it. Uh, okay, let's talk about um, uh, creating business for the sake of selling business. Is it a good idea? Because uh, I got the message a few times that if you are trying to create something for selling uh it's hard to be succeed you now on that because uh uh you think more about money uh but i know some businesses can do it uh, for example uh they create businesses and sell them and they are uh, they know how to do it can you tell uh how to uh pay more attention with creating high quality product uh that others uh wanna buy uh, how to find the team and yeah just more uh, technical aspect about that yeah, no. So if, if I will say this, I, I 100% believe that we should all build our businesses so that they could be sold someday. Um, mm -hmm. Now, what you're saying uh, about um, being careful with this, because you don't want to just build your business thinking about how can I exit as fast as I can. Yeah. Because then, then you know, maybe you aren't building as good a quality of product. What I would say is this uh, to that. 
if if that's what you think makes a, a sellable business, then you need to go out and read Exapreneur and understand mm -hmm. what actually makes a sellable business. Um, people who buy businesses, and I'm not talking about for fifty thousand or a hundred thousand dollars. I'm talking for you know five hundred thousand, one million, ten million, twenty-five million, hundred million. Mm -hmm. They do want something that is quality and will last and can grow. The businesses that are really valuable to sell are businesses that are great for you to own. And so here's here's the lesson from this that, that I think I would love people to just take away from this. If you start understanding what makes your business or a business valuable to sell, it's going to be a phenomenal business for you to own as well. Um, and, and so I do believe that, that people should understand what makes the business valuable. We, we often think about our business as just this thing that that uh, might generate cash for us, but there is value in the business itself. Um, and, and so, what you're talking about? Let's talk about um, a business that doesn't make any money, or you know, is not profitable for the first five years, because the owner is building the product. They're building something that is really, really good. We see this in the SaaS world sometimes. Somebody who's building a SaaS business, and they're trying to build something that's an awesome software product uh, for people, and so they keep losing money on it because they're trying to, to figure that out. They're, they're putting all this money into development. That's, that, that's great from a value building standpoint. There will come a time when you have a product that is wonderful and everybody loves it and it will be a very profitable business and it's sustainable. So I, I'm not afraid of that, but there is a point where you need to look and say, can I actually make money on this? Do I have a brand that, that, that can grow and, and, uh, and be built? So uh, the difference I would make for, for you is, is um, don't build a business with the idea of selling it quickly in the short term necessarily, mm -hmm. but more of build a business that will stand the test of time and will be valuable for a long time uh, for uh, for you. And and, um, and then you're going to have something that, that you could sell someday as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, got it. Uh, I want to share another story. Uh, I have a friend and uh, he uh, has a business in Ukraine and we know uh, the story today that Russian army attacked Ukraine and uh, the business value uh, was around uh, $90 million. Uh, right now, uh, the factory is in uh, Kharkiv. You know, it's like close to Russian border and uh, every day many uh, missiles hit to this city, very hard to continue uh, developing and innovating this business. And, you know, that's interesting. Uh, he created business about uh, charging uh, battery uh, for electric cars you know uh, he created his factory big factory but right now he can't <laughs> continue this business because of circumstances and he's going to jump uh, to the us market right now he's in the us and uh, he has interesting idea he has technology he has everything but he couldn't find investors can you tell how to help uh, him you know uh, uh, to find good investors because he has technology, he has uh, uh, a team, uh, many of them uh, in Ukraine, but uh, yeah, he has a team, uh, but we, he want to uh, take this, uh, uh, you know, when he came to the US, he checked out um, uh, existing products and he found many gaps, uh, flaws, and he can he has a lot better products, but he can't find investors because investors want to check out what kind of uh, 
uh, money you have today, what kind of result? And uh, he sold like um, he got revenue uh, 300 million dollars a year, but right now uh, it, it almost nothing. Can you provide some tips about that? Well, I, I, I wish I could give him an easy solution. That, 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 that's very difficult, um, obviously. And, and um, you know, it's uh, I feel like all of us entrepreneurs, we, we love building our businesses and we kind of disappear into the world of our businesses. And then real life once in a while comes knocking. Uh, and and uh, that, that's that's what's happening uh, to, to him. Um, as far as finding investors in general, uh, you know, the, the work of finding investors is done. Um, I, in many ways, I don't think it's very sexy. It's a lot of mm -hmm. conversations. It's a lot of networking and it's a lot of uh, reaching out to, to individuals and having uh, one by one conversations. Mm -hmm. Obviously, there's groups that you can go to angel investing groups and then um, going mm -hmm. to mastermind groups and, and uh, any sort of networking with like minded individuals is a good starting point. But uh, as with anything that that is uh, that for, for greatness, it, it it's achieved in the, the boring day to day conversations uh mm -hmm. that that, are, that occurs i think you putting this out here just you know to, to your broadcast is probably mm -hmm. um a great help um i would personally be happy to take his information offline here at, once we're done and um i can see if i have somebody in my network uh, that that might be interested uh in, in being able to do something there but mm -hmm. you're asking how, how does this work that's exactly how this works it's it's uh, it's it's hundreds of conversations which hopefully branch out to um mm -hmm. those individuals having additional conversations and then you find somebody who's got that that right uh, profile and that right fit okay okay yeah i can send you a presentation uh he has a presentation and uh right now he's looking for investors who can uh, believe on this idea because he has these numbers sales before uh he uh, grew his business a lot but <laughs> yeah we know the story it's it's very hard yeah but it's it's, it's life yeah, I, Investors hate uncertainty, and and uh, he's in about the most uncertain situation you could be in right now. And so that that yeah. you know, and, and for those investors that are okay with uncertainty, they ask for a lot um, mm -hmm. in return for the risk that they're going to take. And so you know, the, the, that's the sobering uh, reality of of where he's going to be looking is the investors that are looking to to uh, do this are going to want a lot, um, and and so uh, he needs to uh, have that understanding. But um, I am confident that there are investors out there for something like that, uh, because there are people mm -hmm. out there that would be interested in, if he has the numbers, you know, then, then it's all a matter of, you know, is somebody willing to take a gamble on, on things stabilizing, um, mm -hmm. at some point so he can get back to business. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, uh, he, uh, uh, I can tell, uh, what his positions in Ukraine, uh, he occupied 95% of all charge batteries for electric cars in ukraine and ukraine it's not a uh, small country like uh, 42 million people in ukraine and yeah he got a lot of uh, electric uh, stations you know uh, chargers uh, and yeah right now <laughs> putin made everything to, to, to lose this business so yeah it's life okay let's <laughs> go ahead uh, uh what are your views on uh on working on wordpress block integration what do you think about wordpress what do i think about wordpress in general i, I you know i it, it it's okay <laughs> so i <laughs> our website is powered by wordpress uh but we've we've wanted to move off wordpress for a while uh right mm -hmm. 
Um, it's become a little bit bloated and can be a little bit slow uh, to do. The, the last website that I launched, um, uh, I, I did not launch on WordPress. Um, I, I did it as a flat text-based uh, website because speed was an issue for me. I wanted to make sure it was uh, uh, fast. That said, uh, as far as being able to get something up and running quickly and easily and something that everybody knows, it's, it's a perfectly fine platform. Um, you mm -hmm. just need to be careful from a security standpoint and from a, uh, from a speed standpoint. Um, so I still like it. It's still kind of my go-to if I'm starting something up new and fresh. Uh, it'd be typically the first place I would go um, to, to see if I can do this in WordPress. Uh, but, uh, you know, the, the flip side of it is that, that again, it, it can get bloated and slow and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, inefficient pretty quickly. Uh, so just, just be careful with that. Uh, I think it depends on, on optimization, you know, <laughs> for example, I, I know some websites, yeah, they uh, load fast, you know, they have no such problems, you know, uh, but it depends on content as well, uh, because if you have uh, uh, long content, you know, with many images, so it's hard to optimize with many uh, blogs on your website, but uh, WordPress, yeah, I agree about safety, uh, security, but, you know, uh, it's better to optimize, to find uh, good web developers who can handle the process. And for me, WordPress is much better than uh, Wix, uh, Shopify. I, 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 do, I can't tell that uh, these platforms are bad, uh, but, you know, uh, WordPress has open code and a bunch of plugins that we can optimize uh, to create high-quality content. So... Well, and, I, and I agree with you on that. I, I do agree with you on that. Um, the, the the trick is you have to be, it, it, I would not take uh, just a theme out of a box and plugins out of the box and just keep installing them. You have to be mm -hmm. intentional with it and, know, and understand that that uh, it needs to be optimized uh, mm -hmm. when, when you're building it. The only other area where I would, uh, again, it sounds like I'm, I'm uh, negative on it. I'm not negative on WordPress, but the mm -hmm. other area that I'd be careful with it is if you have an idea for a site for for building out a new project sometimes it's very easy to just start and say okay well i'll, I'll build this on wordpress without thinking is this actually the best platform for me it mm -hmm. might be yeah. for a lot of content it is but for other content it's not right uh, there might be a, a you know, better platform or maybe a custom built uh platform makes more sense um in, in some cases so you know just don't don't lock into the wordpress channel only uh but for a lot of sites a lot of content sites if you're just looking to build content Sure, it's it's great with that, and uh, being able to to uh, bring in other authors and stuff like that, it's it's great with that, and it can do obviously a lot of things as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, great point. Okay, uh, let's talk about uh, selling business. For example, if someone wanna sell his business online uh, or her business, uh, can you tell uh, technical aspect how to do it, how to find uh, the best uh, proposition, uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, to search which tools to use anything about that <laughs> yeah absolutely uh, how do you get the best uh, amount of money or the best pro uh, proposition for your business it starts with doing the preparation work right mm -hmm. um, so much money uh, entrepreneurs and business owners leave so much money um, because they don't prepare their businesses for sale my business partner often says um, plan the sale of your business right actually plan to sell don't decide to sell plan to sell and he's absolutely right. Uh, you know, give yourself six months to 12 months before you sell to really get yourself in the right position to, to make it really, really a, a clean, good, profitable uh, transaction for you and understand what makes a, a business uh, valuable. Um, I've already said some of the things that, that you should look at, right? Buyers want something that they can grow and they want something that is going to be sustainable, right? So 
look look at areas of, of possible risk with your business and make sure that you have backup plans for those. And this is the hard part for us. We get used to the risk in our business. We see we, we take a look at it and we say, I'm not worried about this or I'm not worried about that. Well, buyers from the outside will be worried about that, right? So you have to look at what, what other people might think about your business and, and try and mitigate uh, that, that risk. Um, mm -hmm. Okay, so let's talk about, let, let, let's say that you do the prep work. And I don't want to gloss over that and say, you know, it's not important, you know, spend too little time, but I also don't want to bore everyone watching mm -hmm. with all the details there. Um, when it comes time to actually selling the business, uh, the things that you should focus on would be all the stuff that that speaks towards what a buyer is going to get as far as a return on investment. So what does that mean? If, you, if you're already monetizing your business and making money from it, you should talk about that. You should talk about, here's what the business currently makes. Here's how much you're going to make from it. And here's how you can grow this. And here's how you can make it better. If your business currently doesn't make money or if it, if it's not profitable, you need to talk about how it's going to become profitable, right? Uh, maybe, you know, YouTube was sold for a ton of money before it really made money at all. But they were able to speak to the idea that this is valuable. These views are valuable. This, uh, this uh, intellectual property is valuable and you will be able to make money on this, which is why they were able to, to sell it. The more clearly you can show how you will make money from uh, from what you have, uh, the more likely it is that somebody will will buy it. Um, always just keep this in mind. No one buys your website or your business so that they can lose money. So answer that mm -hmm. question first. How are they going to make mm -hmm. more than what they're paying you? Right. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the first thing. Second of all, make sure that somebody else can run it. This is the biggest mistake that we see with content uh, businesses. Um, with SaaS businesses is we build these businesses using our own skills and our own abilities, forgetting when we want to sell them that somebody else isn't us, <laughs> right? Mm -hmm. So um, don't make yourself too valuable. I, I, I've had somebody come to me that says, I want to sell my business. And we get into the discussions and they say, well, I am really good at SEO. And I really, you know, I spent all this time optimizing this and I personally built all these links and I and all I can think of is there's only one you and you're really, really talented. Who else is going to do this? You know, mm -hmm. and, and uh, that, that can be difficult. So don't make yourself too valuable to the company uh, and mm -hmm. think about how will this transition over. There's a lot of other things that you can do. But if you fo focus on those two things, one, speak to the buyer and let them know you're going to make more money than you're giving me on this and, and show mm -hmm. them how. And two, make sure that they can take over the business um, without the, the business having a big problem and you'll be well on your way to being able to, uh, uh, to, to, to sell the, uh, the business. As far as finding buyers, uh, that's real quick. For every single seller of a good business, there are hundreds of buyers out there. When we mm -hmm. put a new business up uh, for sale, we're getting 300 people asking about that business right now. So finding buyers is not difficult. You could post on Facebook uh, in different groups, you will have buyers coming to you. You can go to a marketplace like bizbuysell.com. You'll find buyers. You can just start telling a couple of people and it will start to spread. You will find buyers. So I wouldn't worry about the buyers. They they are mm -hmm. looking actively for you. It's it's harder to, to flip that around and say, how do you find a good business for sale? Um, speak to the first two things. Return on investment and how, how are you going to be able to transfer this business? the buyers will come.
Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, love it. Yeah, so valuable. Okay, uh, I have the final question. Uh, can you lead uh, our audience uh, in the right direction uh, how to learn more about selling businesses online? If someone want to uh, help others, you know, uh, to sell their businesses or buy businesses, uh, what to learn? Uh, <laughs> lead them. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I've already uh, given the pitch for the Exitpreneur's Playbook. Again, that's mm -hmm. the Exitpreneur's Playbook. I don't have monetary interest in it, uh, but it is my business partner who wrote the book. Mm -hmm. um, I will just say it is it, it really is everything that you need to know about selling a business. Um, he was tired of having to tell people how to sell a business, so he decided to write a book. And so now he just sends the book to people <laughs> to, for it. <laughs> uh, that'd be the first thing. Uh, second of all, we do have a podcast I'd recommend. Uh, listening to it is called the Quiet Light Podcast. Uh, we talk uh, quite a bit of, uh, about um, some of those other things that we didn't get to get into today, right? Uh, we're just scratching the surface of this. Um, our website, quietlight.com, we have a lot of resources, a lot of resources uh, on that that page to be able to, to help people um, uh, do that. Finally, um, get involved in different you know, online masterminds, um, groups, uh, and, and start asking people there. There's a lot of people who have sold their businesses, sold their websites, and had some success and will have some unique insights, uh, things that maybe we, we don't pick up on uh, what, with what we do because we, you know, we know our marketplace really well, uh, but there's a lot of ways to be able to go about this industry. Um, so uh, if anybody ever has questions on this too, feel free to email me, mark at quietlight.com. Mm -hmm. Um, happy to help in any way uh, to, to just answer questions or point people in the right direction. So, um, yeah, that that would be it. Uh, start with the Exapreneur's Playbook and then uh, head over to quietlight.com. Okay, guys, you can find all links to uh, Mark's social media profiles, website, to this book in the description below. Listen to us on Apple, Google, Spotify. Thanks again uh, for your time, for your valuable insights. Yeah, it's a big pleasure to get you on my show. Welcome anytime back, you know. <laughs> and uh, thanks, guys, for uh, watching and listening to us. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.